Our text this morning, we will be coming from the book of Genesis, chapter number 32. Chapter number 32 is where we're going to uh, begin today. Amen. I need you to follow on closely with me. And uh, we pray that the Lord will uh, bless us through his word. Amen. Uh, you might want to, uh, if you've got pencil and paper, you might want to write some of this stuff down because I know we have the CDs and sometimes I kind of talk a little bit fast, but it would be a blessing, it would be a blessing for you. Genesis chapter number 32, and our text will begin in verse number 22. Father God, we thank you right now. We ask, Lord God, you allow me to decrease. We pray, Father God, for your Holy Spirit, the teacher, that he will come and he will bless us with his word. We thank you, Father God. We ask now, Lord God, that every ear be opened and God, we bind up any and every spirit, God every hindering spirit. And Lord God, we thank you right now. Oh God, remove me far from this place. Clothe me, God, in your righteousness. God, I thank you because I am the righteousness of you. And so, Father God, we just bless your name. So remove all flesh, God, and let your divine will speak to us, God. Speak to us, God, that we may hear what heaven has to say. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. The title of this message is uh, The Face of God. The Face of God. Beginning in Genesis chapter number 32, beginning at verse number 22. Now verse 22 says, And he arose up that night, and he took his two wives and his two woman servants and his eleven sons and passed over the Ford Jabbok. Verse 23 says, And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Verse 25 says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched a hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint and he wrestled with him and he said let me go for the day breaketh and he said I will not let thee go except thou bless me and he said unto him what is thy name and he said Jacob and he said thy name shall be called no more Jacob but Israel for as a prince has thou power with God and with men, hath prevailed, and hath prevailed. Verse 29 says, And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou doest ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Now, before we can see the face of God, there are some things that has to take place in our life. Now, looking at verse number 22, it says, and he arose, or and he rose. First thing we understand that before we can see God face to face, we have to reposition ourselves. There must be a change of position. 
and he rose up that night. So God says that in your night season is when you need to get up. In your time of adversity is when you need to arise. He says, and he rose, he changed positions uh, up that night during a time of uh, adversity, uh, that night season. And then he says, and he took his two wives and his two woman servants, his 11 sons, and passed over the fourth Jabbok. There's a whole lot right there in that, that verse. Now, first of all, what we want to look at is who are these two wives? In our season or our season of adversity or our night season, we got to understand who are these two wives. Now, what happened here is Jacob, which means the man which is in transition, that he marries two women. The first one is named Rachel. The second one is named Leah. Now, the Hebrew meaning for Rachel means sheep, but it means a sheep move that is walking forward. Now, Leah means weary. So, God says in our season of adversity, as sheep, we will continue to walk, but we also will become weary in our walk. Amen? Now, he talks about the, the woman servant, the two woman servants. These are the concubines that Jacob has. Now, the two concubines are Beulah and uh, Zephyr. Now, the name uh, Beulah, it means confused. Zephyr it means the, the drooling of the mouth or the lack of self-restraint. Okay? So, so God says, in our season of adversity, we got to understand as sheep, we've got to continue to walk forward. As we continue to walk forward, because it's a season of adversity, sometimes we will get weary. Amen? And so while we're weary, while we're weary in that season of adversity, what happens, we will also sometimes become confused. Amen? So after being confused, sometimes we lose self-restraint. Amen? So, so then I said, okay, God, who are these 11 sons? So I said, okay, God, who are the 11 sons? He said, the 11 sons is disorder. What God? He said the eleven sons are builders of disorder. So what's happening is in our uh, season of adversity, we begin to continue to walk forward. We become weary. We become confused. And sometimes there's, uh, when we're confused, there's a lack of self-restraint. And then we become disorderly. In other words, disorderly conduct. Amen. Because you know, we have, think about it. Oh, this personal now. Think about it. When you've been in your season of adversity, when you're really going through, has not been some disorder in us? <laughs> we might as well tell the truth. Amen. Amen. Listen, there's nobody in the house exempt. Amen. We know when we've been disorderly. Amen. Especially when we've been going through, you know. We, 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 sometimes we will say some sharp things to folk, you know. Then later on we'll remember, oh, I shouldn't have said that, you know. But it's that season of, of disorder because, see, we're really, we're in a, a night season. But God says we're going somewhere. All this has to take place because we are trying to see the face of God. Amen. Now, as we continue with verse number two, 22, then he goes on and says, uh, he passes over the fourth Jabbok. Okay, what does that mean, Lord? Okay, after all of that, God says, where you're heading to in your season of adversity, that word Jabbok there in the Hebrew, it means the emptying or the pouring out of yourself. 
Okay? So, so there's some things you can't take with you, or there's some things you've got to take with you, but you've got to pass over this place, because see, we want to empty us out of us. Amen? Yeah. Amen. And we want to put God in us. Amen. So the, the, we got to pass over that, that thought of Jabah where there's an emptying and a pouring out of too much of us. Amen. 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 Have we ever hit that place of too much of us? Yes. Amen. All right. Praise God. Amen. We got some witnesses in the house. Amen. Too much of us. So God says in order for us to see the face of God, we got to empty ourselves of us. Amen. Amen. So thank you, Holy Ghost. Are we, are we still good? Amen. Are, are we still good? Now, let's look at verse number 23. Okay? Now, verse 23 says, And he took them and set them over the brook and set over that he had. Verse 24. 24 says, And Jacob, which is the man in transition, was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. All right. Now we got to deal with Jacob. We got to deal with this man in transition. A little bit of background when we deal with Jacob, we find that Jacob's mother is named, is called Rebecca. Her name is Rebecca. Now, before she birthed her children, she was barren. So her father, her husband Isaac, which means joy or laughter, he prayed to God that she would become with child. So in that prayer, God honored his request. So but what's happening, she has a struggle on the inside of her after she becomes impregnated. She realizes she's got twins on the inside. But God speaks to her, and what God says to her, there are two nations in your womb. And that's what's going on. They're wrestling against one another. See, in our life, we've got two nations within us. Amen? So what's going on when the first one comes out, the Bible talks about his name is called Esau. Uh, now, the second one is, is Jacob. Remember now, Jacob is the man that's in transition. Okay? Now, Esau is that, is that represents our flesh. So when we look at it, we're talking about flesh and the spirit. We're talking about the world and the, the kingdom. So, so I said, okay, God, tell me what's really going on here. Jacob, he's in a, a man in transition. We got Esau. And, and, and what's happening, God says, these two nations in your, in your womb, he says that the elder will serve the younger. Well, the elder means Esau, meaning, meaning your flesh. Okay? The younger is our spirit. Because, see, our spirit comes before our flesh. And, see, Sometimes we will get that out of order. That's why we sometimes become in a place of disorder when we have our flesh man in front of our, thank you, Holy Ghost, in front of our spirit man. Amen. So that's the place of, that's where that disorder comes from. Amen. So if we ever wonder what in the world going on, we need to check who's out front. Is it the spirit man or is it the flesh man? Okay. Now, now the Bible goes on to say that 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 when they come out, that Jacob is holding on to the heel of Esau. Think about it now. Esau represents the world. Jacob is the man in transition. He's holding on to the heel of the Esau, which represents the world. Think about it now. Let, let's do some self inventory. Okay. Now, how many of us are walking in, 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 in the kingdom and we're still holding on to the peace of the world? Amen. 
Because see, that's what it is. That, that's what it's symbolic of. The man that's in transition, he's holding on to the heel. Now let's see what this word in Hebrew, what the word heel means. Now the word heel means the instinctive nature that connects to the savage or the animal spirit that is a part of our old man. Okay, so in other words, the, there's this, this is there's the spirit on the inside of us, this this animal type spirit. Now the Bible uh, says in Second Peter that it's called brute beast. You know, with this that animal spirit that's on the inside of us. Amen. So what's happening? The man in transition is holding on to that animal spirit that's on the inside of us. Now the Bible goes on to say that when you hold on to those things of the world, there's going to be a struggle. You know how it is when you try to live in the world, and then you try to live in the church. Yeah. Anybody understand that principle? Yeah. That means you're holding on to both. Amen. We might as well get real in the house. Amen. I mean, it is what it is. Amen. So, so that's what's happening here. So, so that, that old, that old beast within us, it does not want to go, let go. And sometimes that man that's in transition, it does not want to let go of the world. But that hill is also noted to be called the angel of death. So think about it now. Our flesh is that, that angel of death that's trying to kill our spirit man. Amen? So the, the man that's in transition, he's still trying to hold on to things of the world. Now, now, let's go a little bit further. It says, and Jacob was left alone. Mm-hmm. And there wrestled a man. Well, who is, this, who is he wrestling with? A lot of times people talk about oh, some kind of angel. No, no, no. Let's go to the book. But we're going to deal with what God says. Let's go to the book of Hosea. We're in the Old Testament. Hosea chapter. Let's see. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hosea chapter number 12 is where we want to go. Hosea chapter number 12. Hosea chapter number 12. We're talking about the one he's been wrestling with. The, the man that is wrestling with it. Hosea chapter number 12. Okay? We're going to look at verse number 4. Are we there? Okay, we're there. Verse number 4 says, Yea, he had power. Let me go back to verse 3 first. Verse 3 in Hosea chapter number 12. Are we there? I, I see we're still flipping through some pages. We're in the Old Testament. We don't mind waiting up. Amen. Amen. It's, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Amen. Hosea chapter number 12. Okay. We're going to begin reading at verse number 3. Verse 3 says, He took his brother by the what? The heel in the womb. And by his strength, he had power with God. Verse 4 says, Yea, he had power over the what? The angel. And prevailed. He wept. And made supplications unto him. He found him at Bethel. And there he spake with us. Alright. We said well that is an angel. We're going to go a piece further. Okay. Now let's look at Matthew. St. Matthew chapter number 22. And we're going to look at verse number 30. St. Matthew. St. Matthew is New Testament. St. Matthew chapter number 22. Is that what I said? Amen. Amen. And we're going to look at verse number 30. Now, here in chapter uh, number 22 in Matthew, it talks about a man having several wives, okay? And each time, the man having one wife, thank you, Holy Spirit. I've got to correct that. So I don't nobody going to say it's okay to have several wives, okay? I've got to correct that, Brother Rob. I've got to correct that. Amen. And what happens, he marries, he marries this woman, 
And then she dies, okay? Then, then they, they have, the Bible says they have no children, okay? Now, then the brother marries, and uh, once that brother marries, that, okay, so there was several brethren. And, so, and the first one, he had married a wife, she, she deceased. And then having no issue, she left, he left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second one also died, and then the third, and then the seventh, okay? Now, they begin to question who's, who would be the wife uh, in, in the resurrection, it's in, which is verse uh, 27 of Matthew 22. He said, and last of all, the woman died also. He said, therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall be of the seven? For they all had her. Verse 29 says, watch this. You know, Jesus got a way about himself. <laughs> this is what Christ says in verse number 29. He says, Jesus answered and said to them, ye do error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And verse 30 says, for in the resurrection, there's neither marriage nor giving in marriage, but are as. Y'all catch that? Or as the angels of God in heaven. As the angels of God in heaven. In other words, this angel that he's wrestling with is the divine nature that's within him. That's right. So when the wrestle goes on, think about now, when we're dealing with the world and the kingdom of God, the wrestle has everything to do with our spirit man. Because we're trying to hold on to the world, right? And then we're trying to hold on to God. Don't work that way. We have to stay in the middle, and we can't be in the world this minute, and then be uh, in, in the house of God, or be with God the next minute. Amen? Because we're trying to get somewhere now. We are trying to get in the face of God. Amen? We're trying to get in the face of God. Now, we're back to Genesis chapter number 32. Amen? Are we still good? Amen. Back to Genesis chapter number 32. So, now we understand that, that he's wrestling with his divine nature. Verse number 24, the man in transition, he, he's wrestling now with his divine nature. And he knows he's got to hurry up because there's something that's required in that breaking of the day. That word day, that means uh, that which is required. Now, let's look at verse number 25. Verse 25 says, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bible says he, he touched him in the hollow. He touched the hollow of his thigh. Now, that word hollow means not solid or a false pretense, deliberately deceptive or an unfair Field space within. Watch when he touches now. There's an emptiness that he touches. You see, when we're in that transitional state, in order for us to get to the next place God wants us so we can see him face to face, he has to touch us in that empty place, that, that place that's not fulfilled. See, a lot of times we think the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we use different things to fill a void that's on the inside. And not understand that every time we do that, we realize we still got the same void. Amen? So, so in other words, we're building the wrong thing on the altar. 
So, so when we try to put uh, materialistic things in that void, that don't work because you're, you're still thirsty. So when you try to take our mates, amen, whether it's our husband or we're in a relationship, when we try to use them or our children to fill that void, it does not work. So what happens is God has to touch us in that hollow place, that void place, so we can rise up and find out who we really are. Because until then, we have not a clue who we are. Amen. We have no clue. Amen. Amen. You know, we, 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 we add this and we take away that and we add this and we take away that and we become somebody else. We, we imitate somebody else. But God says, you all are made wonderfully. Everybody is individually made. You're a beautiful creature. Don't ever try to be like somebody else. Be who God has made you to be. Amen. Amen. Because you got value. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I heard that. You got value. But we're going someplace. We're trying to get to the face of God. Amen. Now, okay, watch what happens. When he touches in that place that's unfulfilled, the Bible talks about how he touches the thigh. Hmm. Well, Lord, I said, God, why does he touch the thigh? He said, I got to touch the thigh. And and the word thigh there in in the Hebrew means uh, equalizing of your walk equalizing of your walk. In other words, I got to give you a balance. <laughs> so it won't be world today and, 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 and God tomorrow. Amen. So God said, I got to give you a balance. So, so, so what I've got to do, I got to touch you in that hollow place so I can make your walk evenly. In other words, you can walk with me at all times. Amen. Not the world today and, and tomorrow is some, is, I'm with God. Amen. So which, remember now, we're trying to get into the face. Y'all know I've been in the face of God. Oh, boy, get there. It's good. Oh, it's awesome to be in the, in the face of God. Amen. So God is saying he's got to equalize our world. So he's got to pull that thigh, you know, that joint. He's he got to do that. And so going on, to, thank you, Holy Ghost. The Bible says, in reading 25 again, he says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh, and was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. See, whenever you want to see the face of God and the enemy always show up, you got to wrestle until you get where you want to go. Amen. You got to, you got to wrestle. See, wrestling is close contact. Yeah. You can't fight the devil way off. You got to get up in his face and let him know who's boss. And the boss is God. Amen. So, so it's a wrestle going on. Amen. On the inside. But you, we going somewhere, y'all. We going in the face of God. In the face of God. Now, verse number 26 says, And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob, man in transition. He didn't know who he was. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Identity crisis. The church has an, an identity crisis. So, so what, what are we saying, God? What are we saying? Not the building, not this here, not the opposite, but this is right here. It ha- has an identity crisis. See, when we have an identity, identity crisis, we try to be everybody else. We, we, we put on all these different faces and, and, and try to become who we think that God says that person you know, is. No, you be who you are. 
So we've got an identity crisis. See, God says we're wonderfully made. He says we are the apple of his eye. That's who he says we are. He says we are the righteousness of God. Amen. Say it. I am. You can speak for yourself. I am the righteousness of God. It don't make no difference what the devil saying to, to try to talk to you and try to say talk you out of who you are. You just talk back and say, "Oh, hold up! I am the righteousness of God. I don't care if you messed up yesterday. I don't care if you messed up this morning. See, when he put that blood on the cross, Jesus said, not, not your righteousness, but it's His righteousness. He made us the righteousness of who He is. So every day I'm clothed with righteousness. Amen. Every day I'm, I'm walking in righteousness. Amen. Why? Because my father said so. <laughs> my father says that's who I am. That is who I am. The righteousness of God. Oh, Jesus. I love that. Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I love that. I love that. So, so whenever the enemy comes up to you and he begins to say some things, I, I, I never forget when, when uh, uh, I had to had some situations and, and uh, I became divorced and uh, someone came up to me and they said um, well what you gonna do now? I said I don't know what you talking about? They said what are you gonna do? I said I don't know that person is dead. I said the reason why that person is dead because I know Jesus Christ and he made me a new creature in Christ. Amen. So I don't have a past. Amen. You see we got to understand we do not have a past when it comes down to God. When we come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, accept him for our personal savior, we don't have a past anymore. He puts it in the sea. You know who, who resurrected that, that demon? We do. We, we, we resurrect that demon. Or we allow somebody else to resurrect, resurrect that demon for us. Amen. That's why you got to be careful. Oh, I hear you, Holy Ghost. You got to be careful of who your inner circle is. You can't put everybody in your inner circle. Amen. Because see, when God, when they see God raising you up, they got a problem. Amen. So you got to be very select. I hear your Holy Ghost. I don't know who this is for, but God says you got to be selective who you put in your inner circle. Amen. So I don't care if it ain't but two. I don't care if it ain't but three. God says you be very selective because everybody's not looking out for your well good. But your welfare, they're not looking out for your welfare. So you be careful. Holy Spirit, I hear you driving at home. Be careful who you bring into your bosom. Amen. Because when you bring them into your bosom, you're bringing in some fire. And sometimes it could be the wrong fire. So be careful now. Be careful who you're bringing into your inner circle. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, being obedient to the master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because, see, we got to understand we are the righteousness of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Identity crisis. Jacob. And he said to him, what is thy name? That man is in transition. Watch this. And he said, Jacob, watch what happens when we just, oh, my master. Watch what happens when we discover who we are. When we discover now, verse number 28. Verse 28 says, and he said, thy name shall be called, what? No more Jacob. You're no longer the man in transition. You turn loose from the hill. <laughs> you know, you, you, you turn loose from the world. Amen. Because that's a name change. Amen. Because th there's evidence when you turn loose from the world. 
There is evidence of your walking God when you turn a loose from the world. Now, he goes on, he says, and he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob. Man, transition. But he says, but Israel, mm, he who, who prevails with God. But Israel, for as a prince hath thou power with God and with men and hath prevailed. What's happening right here, God? What are you showing me? He said, I'm showing you the new birth. That's the rebirthing of the, see, what's happening, you're getting this new birth. You're rebirthing. In other words, you become a new creature in Christ. When that name changed, when you accept Christ in your life, God said you are a new creature in Christ. And then he goes on and says, what? All things are what? Passed away. New creature in Christ. He's a rebirthing. He's changing it. See, we, we got to understand that we got a man child. I love that. That man child up in heaven. And we feed that man child every day. And see, when we get there, we're going to be clothed with that man child. See, God is an awesome God. Know who we are. Know. If you if you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, understand you are a new creature in Christ. You're not, you know how, you, how we even look different. When you really get saved, amen, really get saved, and you begin to walk this life, that your whole countenance changes. You know how it is when somebody says, well, you don't look like you used to. No, I don't. Why? Because I'm a new creature in Christ. Amen. See, I'm not supposed to look like the old man. No, I hear your Holy Ghost. No, I act like the old man. Amen. You see, the old man, uh, the old man and Bruno used to cuss you out. Hello. And some of y'all still do it now. I hear your Holy Ghost. Amen. I hear. Boy, I saw some heads drop. Hmm. Hey, take it up. I told y'all last week, take it up with the man. <laughs> take it up with him up there. Take it up, take it up with him. Because, see, the, the old man, we, we don't do the, the, what the old man used to do. See, the, the old man do a whole lot of things that's contrary to the will of God. But, see, now we're, we're this new creation. I mean, there's a rebirthing that has taken place in our lives. So I, I praise God for the rebirth. Amen. And we're going we're gonna to finish this. We're going to finish this. We're almost done. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, see, we begin to prevail when we take on that name change and, and there's a rebirthing. Now, verse 29 says, And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he says, Wherefore is it that thou doest ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Verse, oh my God, I hear you. He blessed, mm, 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 mm. do you not know when that, when, when that rebirthing takes place in our lives and we accept Jesus Christ, that's when we get blessed? He said, and he blessed him there. Where? There was where the name changed, the rebirthing process took place. That, that's, where the, that's where your blessings flow. See, your blessings flow when you walk with God. But when you're walking with God, that's when blessings come. The world will eat up everything that you have. But if, if you want a nest egg, trust. You walk with God and watch him teach us and give us wisdom how to bless us. Amen. Spiritually, physically, and financially. Good health. A whole lot of money in the wallet. I'm talking about blessing now. I'm into, and your spirit just overflowing. Amen. Some of y'all looking at me like I'm strange. Strange. But I tell you, Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, God will give you favor. God will give you favor. He will give you unusual favor. 
You, there's a scripture that tells you, you ain't got to have money to buy. As long as you got God, God will give you favor. He'll allow you to use somebody else's money. Y'all been there? I have. Uh, I have. We have. Dr. Mel and I, we have. Overflowing favor. Favor. We're questioning all the time. How all this happening? How y'all do this? How y'all do Favor. Favor. It's favor. See, when we're walking with God, it's favor. God gives us favor. Right when we sub- submit and sub- oh, Jesus. submit and surrendering, that's when God will give us favor. Now, y'all remember, this is a personal word. Amen. Amen. This is a personal word. Amen. Don't look at nobody else's house. You just check up this house right here. Amen. It's a personal word. Amen. Amen. Because see, what's happening is we all got to empty ourselves out in order to see the face of God. Amen. Amen. Because see, the truth be known, we all ain't there. Mm-hmm. We all ain't there. We sometimes we mm, fake it to make it. I almost said something else. I almost said one of Dr. Manley's words, you know. Sometimes we fake it to make it, you know. You know, you know how it is. But we ain't there. Amen. And if you got the Holy Ghost, somebody else know that you ain't there. Amen. Amen. Because see, you can't fool the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. But it's right there where the blessings come. Right there where the blessings come. You know, and verse number 13 says, And Jacob called the name of the place Pania. That means face, the face of God. For I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. So when do I see him face to face? When I get rid of my night season and my weariness and my confusion, the lack of self-control, amen, and most of all, when I pass over j the pouring out and the emptying of myself. That's when we see God face to face. Because the Bible says, no, man, the flesh can't, can't see, see man. For the flesh cannot see God. Flesh cannot enter into the heaven. So we've got to empty ourselves of us. Amen. Got to, got to empty out of me. Amen. It's personal. Got to get rid of me. Amen. So he says, I've seen God face to face. And then verse 31 says, and as he did what? Passed over. Which means we got there. <laughs> that means we got there. As he passed over, Paneel. Paneel means face of God. So that means we are going to get to that place. But it takes emptying out of ourselves, pouring out of us, us, in order for us to see the face of God. Now, come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.